Board and Board. I'm Luke. I'm Lars. And with us this week is the incredible Lillian Boyd of Rank and Vile Podcast. We are who we shamelessly stole our entire format off of. Hell yes, so shamelessly. I don't. I. I, I don't shame. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that we also, you know, <laughs> imitation and, is flattery, right? That's it. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, and Rank and Vile, obviously, we uh, just gently appropriated the concept of the show from War, War Rocket Ajax. <laughs> uh, yeah, that we we may have done a light bit of theft, but yeah, yeah. That's honestly, I'm I'm thrilled to have been the jumping off point for for anything with rank and vile well i'm glad and 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 um lillian how how many episodes have y'all done like how many movies have y'all actually watched? oh jesus whistling hands christ we are uh we are currently on i think uh we we just recorded the 207th episode of rank and vile um over 550 goddamned horror movies uh talked about well and, and not just horror movies but also death matches and other things that we decided horror adjacent. yeah things that we decided were horror movies because we wanted them to be horror movies um but yeah so we've been yeah working the the horror minds for about four years now wow that's <laughs> impressive oh, yeah thank it you. is it's it, it usually when it's like uh you're hovering in front of um weird like nigerian horror from like 2003 and it's like you, you sort of feel like a weird cryptid hovering in a dark space watching this and you think to yourself Yes, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to watch these movies. <laughs> so what, you know, what's been your, like, biggest surprise? Like, you know, I, you know, obviously, you know, when you, you watch the horror classics, right? You oh, of your, course. Your Halloweens, you watch your Nightmare on Elm Streets, you watch your Shinings, you watch, you know, all, you know, they're, they're movies that are objectively, these are the best of the best of the genre. Of course. You don't watch Friday the 13th. <laughs> no, that movie sucks. <laughs> we still have never done Friday the 13th. Have you done part four? Because part four is wonderful. I, but, I I do love part um, I, I do love I do love that last kill in part four with the head sliding down the the machete. That's that's yes. pretty tasty. So good. Four four and six are pretty great. Oh yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> but biggest surprise like you've never seen it before, but because you're doing this podcast, like this was holy cow, this is really great. I'll tell you for nothing. The biggest surprise to me has been Disney's uh, Spooky Buddies. Which is the uh, movie that you know? It's part of the uh, the Airbud and then Air Buddies uh, franchise. Oh, oh, I'm aware. I'm yeah, you know, you know, six and a four year old. We, we got. Yeah, it. you you know from you know you know from Air Buddies, and yeah, it's a movie that literally starts with um, an evil wizard sacrificing four puppy souls to dog Satan, uh, and it this movie. It's it if you go online, and I implore you to. I mean, if you have no life like I like I don't. Um, go online and read parent reviews of Spooky Buddies because there are a lot of really upset moms who are just like, look, I thought this would be a fun puppy caper for my little babies, and now they're crying because Dog Satan claimed the souls of these beagles. I thought I wouldn't have to pay attention to my kids for an hour and a half. And now... <laughs> I just wanted a I nice night. Now this. I've got to explain the concept of human sacrifice. Actually, uh, too, funny story here. Apparently, there is a fan theory about uh, Spooky Buddies that it might be the uh, Air Buddies franchise trying to atone for and make peace with uh, the death of several puppies uh, during the filming of Snow Buddies. Um because apparently a bunch of I don't need to know yep. that. <laughs> yep, apparently they a bunch of them got that that is the whole fan fiction of things that I'm not not prepared for right yep, now. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah, apparently they a bunch of the puppies got parvo and and died during the filming of it and so yeah, so that's a, the kind of thing that you don't necessarily expect when you strap in for Spooky Buddies, uh, the Halloween themed <laughs> Air Buddies sequel. 
Yeah. That's the biggest surprise. What was your biggest disappointment? You know, that, whew, that's a good question. I'm actually, I'm going to level with you here. The biggest disappointment for me has been a Serbian film um, in terms of, and, and not even... As they all are. Yeah, yeah, of course. So. And, and not even because I was like, <laughs> oh, this is so gross. Because it was so goddamn boring to me. And I think this is how I know I've sort of, the ghoulification is, you know, sort of complete. Uh, but, you know, Serbian film, I think it's that for, you know, years and years... Um, people were encouraging us to do a Serbian film because it's meant to be sort of the aristocrats, but, you know, for horror movies. And it was just the most right. tiresome. I was, I did not expect to be looking at my watch during this movie because it's like, oh, great, we're assaulting a baby. That's fascinating. And, and the problem is that when you're expecting transgression for the sake of transgression, nothing they do is going to be as upsetting as sacrificing puppy souls to dog Satan and spooky buddies. <laughs> That's the high watermark. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you go into an Eastern European film expecting an Eastern European film, right? Like, this is, we're, we're, we're doing this, mm -hmm. and then boredom's not the word I would think of when you leave that. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's also, um, one of the surpri surprising things about doing Rank and Vile is that I thought that it would desensitize me, but actually, I think it's made me more, like, I don't know, I've got more hang-ups with, with movies that I kind of can't watch now because we've mm. watched so fucking many of them. That I feel like at a certain point, you're either sort of able to watch, like, raw, you know, puppy-crushing footage and not blank, and also you're dead inside, and this is what the life you've chosen, or you're like, there's, like, three things I can't fucking deal with in horror movies, and that's the limit, and I think finding your limit is important with stuff. Have you, have you I found... I think that brings me... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Yep. Oh, I was going to say, that that is a perfect segue to one of our first films here. Okay, so. okay, so then we're going to... We're going to cut back to that, because I actually had a question about that. Oh, go for it. Really quick. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um, what you just brought up is every time... So I love getting massages. Mm -hmm. I love, like, you know, massage therapists. Oh, yeah. There's one right up the street. It's great. And they always have, like, that zen, like, Japanese flute Oh, the, yeah, the, music the, the bamboo pipe. Playing, yeah. yeah. Which is what we listen to as normies to relax. But that's what they hear at work. So to come down, I always wonder, like, do they listen to, like, N.W.A. and Mastodon? <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. And, like, Judas Priest? And, like, that's how they come down? Because <laughs> it's, like, the opposite I mean, that... of what they do all the time? And, like, for you, is it, like, you know, these, these are trashy entertainment movies. Like, do you, what is the most, like... Igmar Bergman Swedish like <laughs> existential movie this is what I enjoy <laughs> I, this is actually I'll, I'll tell you for nothing um, the I think my guilty pleasure uh, are, 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 are y'all familiar with the uh, Vanessa Hudgens extended Christmas verse yes it's wonderful <laughs> yeah um, a, you know uh, uh, the Christmas switch uh, uh, Princess Switch 2 switched again uh, these are things that... A Night Before Christmas? Oh, A Night... Yes. Yeah, yeah, which features a British guy saying uh, the phrase Yuletide Bean Bread, which has been stuck in my head since I watched this. Um, <laughs> I think those movies, I love them so much because uh, the makers, you know, I feel like the screenwriter uh, behind this, it's... It, these scripts run like a fucking Swiss watch. It's like, ah, I'm a baker who's too stressed out about my time but ah this guy he's so freewheeling and opposites attract and it's like i love that these movies look at you as a viewer and ask you what you want and then gives you that you know what i mean yep 
hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that and uh, deeply low stakes. The Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movies. I love that the most recent one. Like, okay, so there was the first one, uh, Princess Switch, and it's like, oh no, and then they added another Vanessa Hudgens. The most recent one, we got three Vanessa Hudgenses in the same movie. Uh, it's it's. Just I was fantastic. a little bit. I was. I wanted them to keep adding more and more <laughs> Vanessa Hudgenses, so that by the you know by like the tenth movie, there's fourteen of them, and they all have wildly different professions. Like one of them is a mobster, <laughs> and one of them... just turns into battle royale. And then yeah, there's you know there has to be Hudgens Prime. There's just like the one true Hudgens, and they have to. Kill and then other. the secret. Like the secret one that we don't know about, and number fifteen comes in like a Doctor Who thing. My like, oh god, like, that's Vanessa Hudgens' music, and she. Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely. She's there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, and I, I'm sorry for this tangent, Lucas. You had a wonderful segue. We. So we other movie. <laughs> no, this is perfect. This is perfect. We were talking about. Um, knowing your limits and the weird things that cause you to know your limits in a mm-hmm. film. And in a movie where a person throws a hat on the ground to make a saw blade and cuts a woman in half, the part where I nearly tapped out was a guy hitting his head on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'm talking, of course, about, I'm talking, of course, of Mortal Kombat 2021 and where... Immediately after Jax gets his arms frozen and ripped off, he gets thrown down a pit. On the way down, he whacks his head against something. I visibly and something, audibly cringed. Yeah. It's, it, by something, you mean rebar. He, he yeah. cracks his face on rebar. I like just, oh God. And everything else in the movie, I was like, all right, I've already seen the worst thing you've given me. Yeah, that that head injury, it sounds like an aluminum bat smacking a metal pole. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was... I mean, in a movie, you know, full of a lot of really upsetting moments. Honestly, I'm... uh, So, as you know, uh, the pandemic is going on and everything is terrifying, so I did not um, see this in theaters. I saw it on HBO Max. Um, This is one Mm -hmm. of those movies that I was kind of bummed I didn't see in the theater. This was the raucous kind of movie that you would like get a kick out of people cheering mm-hmm. at Absolutely. those kind of moments, right? Like or, or like the, you know, the the lame groaner dialogue or like the the, the finish him moments. You want that like crowd behind you to to cheer it on too. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you that like this this was one of those like on the the flip side though, like. I love being able to sit in my house mm-hmm. and watch a blockbuster movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not have to deal with the bullshit of a of a theater experience oh, sometimes. C- like. Completely. The, the the last movie um the last movie that I saw in theaters uh before the uh, the Panini hit was uh Cats 2019. So that is... You you just need to go see any movie mm-hmm. and anything. At, at, just at go see point, any I, movie. At this point, I almost kind of just want to leave it so that the last movie I will have watched in theaters ever was Cats 2019. Um, Can that be on your tombstone? <laughs> like that? That would be like the last thing. It'll just be every lyric to Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Honestly, um, oh. Mortal Kombat 2021. I wanted to ask: um, Are uh, both of y'all Mortal Kombat fans, like of, of the video game franchise? Like, what's 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 both of your relationships with Mortal Kombat 2021? This is gonna be, and, and Lucas, you'll get this. This is gonna gonna be a Tucker Anderson episode. Mm. 
with Army of Darkness and with this one. Yes. Because we did not have a, a Sega Genesis. I see. The people the people people downstairs from us, so we lived in an apartment when we were growing up. Um and we had the second and third floors and the first floor was one apartment. Mm-hmm. And the guy below us was a Marine and he had racing games. He didn't have Mortal Kombat. Classic but the Marines. Kid across the street from kid across the street from us had Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And we would go over and play Mortal Kombat and eat bacon pizza, which we didn't have at our house. Oh, very exciting. And 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 the first time I listened to Snoop Dogg's The Dog Father album. Hell yeah. Was over at Tucker's album in Tucker's house and Army of Dark. Like it was like things that it wasn't that my parents didn't want us watching it. It was just they weren't even on their radar. Right. Right. And this was one of those things. So then when they made a movie of Mortal Kombat, it was, I want to go see this. And I, my dad was like, how do you know about this? And it was, well, I've been playing it for years over at Tucker's house. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so. and he even, I remember I remember dad even kind of enjoying it. Like, Oh, the first one, first one's a f- f- not a okay? good movie. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> but it. But it was somehow became one of those movies that was when we were chatting, like when we were kids, that got into our rotation of movies that we would watch as a child. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we've got a huge nostalgia factor off of that one shitty, dumb movie. But I love it. So oh, much. of course. I mean, and honestly, and I'll. I mean, the thing is, uh, I've seen. And, and yeah, you, 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 yeah, Lillian. Like, what was your experience with, oh, with Mortal Kombat? Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Um, that was the game that um, my cousins and I would play a lot, and it was. Um, I mean, my my thing is, I grew up um, evangelical Christian, uh, and my my poor my poor mom. Um, at the time, you know, like she had my 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 brother and I, and we were both fucking you know hobgoblins. Uh, and I snuck, mm-hmm. I snuck like two or three different copies of Mortal Kombat three into the house, and my mom, of course, was like, "This is the murder video." And of course, this being in the thick of the '90s, it was like, "This is that game that I've seen the NRA blame for school violence. This is the moral death of America. How could right. that man on screen has a skull mask and a big sledgehammer? I don't like it. I don't know. I don't like how many teeth that lady has. Absolutely not." But of course, you know, like I, you know, had a lot of, you know, godless friends whose parents didn't pay that much attention to the video games they were playing, and so I played so much Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat movie and the second one, I will tell you, the thing I missed most in Mortal Kombat 2021 was the fucking song. Where's the techno? Yes. Where's the goddamn techno yes. song? Like I agreed. I, I felt like I felt like Millhouse on that episode of The Simpsons with like, when are they, they going to get to the fireworks factory? Like I kept waiting for that needle drop, and it, it just it just never came. I was so sad. Well, and and it also though, I would have taken a remix. I would have taken a yes. dumb remix or a remaster. Of because it. Hollywood is like five years behind. Give me a, a, a shitty dubstep version of it, even. Like I don't know. Well, and it, and, <laughs> and they 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 would play a little bit of it and was like, oh, well, keep keep it going. And and the 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 thing I I will say about the Mortal Kombat movie that I didn't like is that there's not a Mortal Kombat tournament really Th- this putting it in um, mm-hmm. this putting it instead with every other Mortal Kombat movie there's never a fucking tournament in any of these movies like that's the entire pitch for the video game series is 
bracket style like okay you're playing as Johnny Cage and you're gonna beat several people until you eventually it's Mortal Madness yeah it's <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 a uh, March Combat, and they this movie March, doesn't March. That was better. Oh no, no, actually, I was, I was, I was just making the same joke, but worse. Um, but yeah, like none of these movies ever have the tournament, um, and this movie. The other thing that kind of uh, that drives me crazy about um, MK twenty twenty one. I don't know why I'm shorting it to MK. Like I'm like I'm close personal friends with this movie. Uh, the, the main character's name. <laughs> you, you, you text it every day, like you know. We we. What's up, MK twenty twenty one? MK twenty twenty one. How you doing? <laughs> um, but the main. Sorry, sorry, the dumb. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, listen. I you know I'm, it's uh, time heals all wounds. Um, but the, the, the thing about this movie that kind of drove me crazy, but that I also kind of loved, is that the main character of this movie is named Cole, and he's. In a movie with people like Kano and Sub Zero and Scorpion, and introducing Cole, Kung Lao, and introducing Cole, and it's I mean, and it's funny because like the original Mortal Kombat had like oh no Johnny Cage's best friend Art who shows up to the Mortal Kombat and dies tragically. Um, they I feel like they were trying to give us like an everyman character as an into this world, but I would put forward. If you have thunked your ass in that seat to watch Mortal Kombat 2021, I'm going to guess that you're on board with the premise and you don't need, like, the Piper from Orange is the New Black you're, here. You're, you're, you're not rolling into this, like, what's this Mortal Kombat movie <laughs> all about? Yeah. What's this all about? What, what is this? <laughs> like, there you are know. everyman. You know. <laughs> your everyman's named Liu Kang, mm-hmm. and he... And he trips people, and that's his move. <laughs> and I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved that part of the because anytime I'm Liu Kang, when I go fight my son, and he's six, and I'm not proud of beating him, but I am. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and I just trip. I just trip him. I trip his character, and then I win. Yeah, you spam back, back punch. Yeah, absolutely. You're just constantly. Well, I mean, and that's. One of the bits that I really liked about this movie was the I've, I've I think this is the first time that I've seen a fighting game uh, fighting video game movie that referenced like spamming a move. When I was a kid, um, and I would play a Street Fighter with my brother, I would play as E Honda, the sumo wrestler, and mm. he had and spam the hundred yep, hands. You got it, and it would drive my brother completely <laughs> insane. It's perfect. Yep. And well, I, and, and I, it, I I like the it it it. It referenced that it was a video game mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. It had some pretty good action sequences. Like, I mean, the, the whole infiltration, like, when Scorpion, who turns out to be Scorpion, like, his family's killed by Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. Like, that that whole fight, that was pretty cool. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was, it was a good action sequence. Mm-hmm. But there's so many characters... In Mortal Kombat, we don't need a new one to be our in. So you're right, Lily, and like that, that's we don't need a new everyman. Mm-hmm. But what's weird is they already have. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. Um, they they um, they even have a Tonfa using guy everyman in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, why not just use why not just use Striker? Yeah. And he's even got the he's even got the white boy name Curtis Curtis Stryker. 
That is a white I, I would put forward, by the way, like, Stryker, I think, was my least favorite character in MK3. I was just like, why did we need a cop in this game? Like, I, although I do, I love Stryker as a character because... Yeah, F the police. Oh, yeah, well, the, the thing is, I do love Stryker as a character because, first of all, you know, A-Cop. <laughs> Second of all, I love the idea of there's a riot cop who's like, all right, well, I'm in this tournament with fucking fire ninjas and freezy guy, and this fucker has four arms. You know, I'm just going to bring a gun. Fuck it. Like, I've got grenades. Yeah, ooh, right. uh, this is my fire. This guy's the reasonable one. <laughs> yeah, like... I, 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 did, I did like that about the, the this one more so than the, the our earlier movies. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it brought up the... Hey, all these have like a special moves, and we're not going to like come up across and say these people have special moves. Mm-hmm. But it's you have a power. Yeah, like you you were born, and I like that. It, it, and it wasn't an explanation that was lame for me. Like I I, I went along with it. Yeah, like okay, great. Like I, I get this. Okay, this is what what we're doing here. Um, so when like Kano gets his laser eye, obviously the bad guy, but. It was funny. Like, it was a funny, like, oh, okay, great. No, yeah, that, that, like this... that was great. Honestly, the thing about Kano is, um, I don't know if y'all know um, or are, are familiar with the work of the actor who plays Kano. Um, he, the, the the main thing that I knew that actor from before this was the show uh, House of Lies with Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell. Um, and mm. this actor plays a character named Doug Guggenheim, who is just this little wiener of a guy. And so when they were casting this movie and they announced, like, all right, the guy that played Doug Guggenheim as Kano. And I'm like, how in the quiet shit is that going to work? Like, (laughs) this, you know, sleazy, disgusting Australian merc with a knife. And honestly, I got to say, he fucking crushed it. He was great as Kano. Yeah, he was was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, he's, yeah, greasy and slimy and he absolutely knows the film that he's in. Mm -hmm. And some of these actors and actresses don't, <laughs> and that's a little bit disappointing. Uh-huh. No, yeah, the, this this bounce this bounces tonally between this is a serious movie for serious people and the Mortal Kombat remake. Movie. Yeah, this is actually I think one of my main beefs with it was now, and it's funny because. Uh, because I'm a hateful, salty little bitch, uh, when I watch this movie, of course, as with any movie I watch, afterward I'm like running through the the, the beefs that I had with it. And after, because I watched it with my partners, and you know, right as the credits rolled, I was like, ah, I just, I don't know that this movie really stuck the landing. And my partner Sarah cupped my face gently in their hands and said, "There was a, there was a ninja who said to another ninja, I have returned from hell to kill you. This movie is great. Shut up.' And I was like, yeah, yeah. That's fair. just, just hush, yeah. your, hush your pretty little mouth. Exactly. Just like, hush. let's 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 not, let's not quibble. A ninja came back from hell to kill another ninja. It was right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, the thing that's also in the you know in Mortal Kombat 1996 or 95, 96, 96. Um, you know, you you had uh, the the everyman character in Johnny Cage who was like, oh, I'm going to go to Outworld, and there's like a weird tournament. At no point did he watch like a blue ninja throw an ice ball at somebody and freeze them alive in midair and shatter them. This everyman did not was did not start throwing up immediately and going, "What the fuck? You've got ice powers?" Um, in a way that this movie, yeah, like I, I feel like it was trying to make Mortal Kombat make sense, where it's like, all right. Listen, not everybody can fucking throw an energy orb off top. You gotta, like, study. You gotta get a degree. You gotta figure out your power. You also have to be born with it or kill someone who was born with it. Right. Right. And and that's one of those things that I thought was 
hilarious to me is that so you get your I think it's is it like your anima or your animus mm-hmm. I, is like what they call the power mm-hmm. right so Kano apparently has laser eyes in his soul dope great no notes uh, cool yeah done Jax yeah, right. has robot arms in his soul <laughs> good fine yeah he's well, got yeah little, that's, little, a, that's a little, great little baby little baby robot arms that then become bigger ones yeah yeah yes. Yeah, that's I honestly he has baby he he has robot arms in his soul is a great uh explanation of this dynamic. Now, and the funny thing is and so the the first two Mortal Kombat movies are I think either what they're PG-13, there's like nary a drop of blood in those movies. This movie decided to stop fucking around and show us an on-screen fatality. Exactly. And like and it's a hard R like swearing and F-bombs, and, like, I'm fine with that. Like, they don't make R-rated movies a ton mm-hmm. like this anymore. Like, you know, it's all, let's placate the masses, let's try to get as much out there. Right, of course. And, no, no, this is a movie about people fighting and killing each other. We're gonna go pedal to the metal. Yeah. let And I like that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, let, let Kano say fuck is my, my, my political platform. Uh, and also, like, <laughs> Kung, Kung, Kung Lao... Um, and, and it's funny, you know, um, so I play a lot of um, uh, MK11 on PS4, uh, and it's funny because, like, my, uh, my partner Christina um, had never, like... She had grown up watching other people play Mortal Kombat, and at the time, you know, like, back in the day, it was pretty straightforward where it's like... All right, uh, so Scorpion takes off his mask, and he's a skull, and he breathes fire on you, and you die, and it's pretty straightforward. Um, Christina watched me playing this game, and, like, she saw a fatality. They get fucking elaborate later on, um, and -hmm. pretty gruesome. And and she was like, shit, maybe that guy from the NRA has a point. Um, and I love that that every fatality now, you can just drop the aristocrats (laughs) after it's done. Yeah, yeah, completely. Like they have oh, to yeah. be so bananas at this point. Um, and yeah, Kung Lao's fatality, where like he's got a, you know, obviously his hat is a bladed hat, which I love, and he just like creates a buzzsaw and bisects a human being with it on screen. Which you know what? Fucking great! It's a Mortal Kombat movie. Which I like giggled and laughed, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if you've seen Bone Tomahawk. Oh yeah, yep. They bisect someone in that one, and I got a different reaction then. Bone that, I I didn't laugh at that one. No, the the bone tomahawk. That, that one, one was, uh, that one was actually terrifying. Yeah, the, the bone tomahawk uh, one was a little less uh, stylized. I think one of the uh, now uh, other horror, oh. horror movies I've watched for Rank and Vile. Um, there's a movie called Terrifier, which features uh, a person uh, being uh, hung upside down by their legs and just being sawed in half, starting at the crotch. Um, with like a sort of a tree saw. Uh, that's one of those things where, where you're watching it and you're like, I swear to God, nobody can walk into the room right now to watch me watching this because they will stop being friends with me instantly. That's it. They, they, they will report me to some sort of list. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, side note, Bone Tomahawk, incredible movie. Oh, yeah. That's one of my, my favorites um, of the, like the last... 10, 15, 20 years or whatever. It's an experience. Anyway, it is. This one was also an experience. It w- they, they turned a dumb video game into an action movie and did it pretty well. Like, you know, the, there's there's been some terrible um, video game adaptations. 
Oh, I, I would say so I would say mostly they're bad. They're mostly bad. Most of them, except for Super Mario Brothers, because Thank obviously you, that's the say. greatest movie ever made. And by saying that, I, I mean it's not. Um, <laughs> I will not. I will not stand for Mario Brothers slander. Agree, in this house. hard agree. Super Mario Brothers rules. That movie is great. You both need to go into the Mortal Kombat tournament and and die horrible. Death. Listen, I, um, I, I, but, I, will, I will be I will be bisected on this hill. I, here's the thing, though, uh, a thing that I love uh, in contrast. So Super Mario Brothers, in contrast to Mortal Kombat, because Mortal Kombat wants so much to root. Um, the, fu- the the Freezy Ninja game and like reality and be like yeah but like what if we you know really got into some serious stuff I love that the makers of Super Mario Brothers could have gone I don't fucking put it in the Mushroom Kingdom you got a guy in a funny hat and a fucking mustache and he punches turtles and that's the movie and I love that the makers of Super Mario Brothers were like nah man nah cyberpunk uh, we're going subterranean. We're talking about politics. We've got body horror. Like I love that. And apparently, the makers can, of Super can, Mario. Can we Brothers, get the guy from Easy Rider in it? Yeah, yeah. Get we, fucking Dennis Hopper in the mix with corn, like like <laughs> dinosaur cornrows. Fuck yeah! Like that movie. They took every left turn when they could have taken a right turn, and I, I feel like I have to salute that. It and it's crunchy and weird, and like some of the things they describe in it makes sense once you actually start thinking about it. Like, it's Dino Hatton because there are no men, so of course it's not Manhattan. <laughs> oh, shit! F- fair. Luke, oh, fair. I had not put two and two together but, with Dino Hatton versus Manhattan. All of the... all of the, all And the with that, we're going to end the episode. No Thank you very much. There's nothing more we can say. <laughs> I'm, that's, I'm, uh, I'm losing that's my shit. Luke, you've just cracked my head open like a fucking pomegranate. <laughs> I, I was not prepared for this kind of knowledge. <laughs> um... Mortal Kombat's a pretty good movie. It, 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 it's one of the, like for me, it, it, it rises to the level of I've had a long week. I'm on my couch. I have a couple of hours to myself. Mm-hmm. Having a movie on in the background isn't a bad thing. That that that's not like negate the quality of the movie. Mm-hmm. This would be high on the list of let's play this Sunday afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah. This- right, like just like the, this is this is this is not a story movie. This is a cool set piece movie. There's a lot of really cool set pieces. There's some cool fights. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of good hard R stuff. I it's fun. Yeah, it, it, and it's fun. It, it's a fun movie. It really is. Like this is a like when I when this came out on HBO Max I'm like man this is just a fun movie and I'm I'm fine with that yeah I I, I totally agree I think um, for me I sort of wish that it, it had gone a little more ridiculous but the other thing is yes um, I've lived through Mortal Kombat Annihilation which is Oof. I think the Oof. most absurd <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a rough one uh, and I think watching that you know like kind of I'd watched that a couple of weeks uh, prior to and uh, Mortal Kombat 2021 just because I I love a bad time uh, and I think that kind of gave me an appreciation for Mortal Kombat 2021 where I was like I mean this is like an actual it's like it's trying to be a movie and I will also say uh, it's like trying to be a movie. Yeah, like, it's like you That's know, let's, let's try to make a movie and not like a and not like a porn parody of Mortal Kombat, just with no fucking, with like the costumes and the. Um, and I mean, like the first ten minutes of Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one, yo, we're killing kids in this movie. Like you get, uh, oh yeah, you get uh, Bihan, you know, Sub Zero just 
murdering the shit out of Scorpion's family. Um, I love that at no point yeah. do they explain why his name is Scorpion, though. It's just like, you nope. killed my family. Doesn't matter. Unrelatedly, I'm a Scorpion now, so... I want to say that they they were trying to go for like the frog and scorpion thing somehow, <laughs> but I don't. Know. That's me giving this movie way more credit than it needs to. Unlike the Super Mario Brothers movie, which needs all the credit, <laughs> maybe too much credit. <laughs> God, that movie! Holy shit! But yeah, I this is this yeah. is for sure like a. Uh, I mean, like, if, you know, if I still had cable or, or whatever, like, this would for sure be like a, you know, it's Sunday afternoon, I've got nothing going on, it's on the USA Network, I'm, you know, having a drink. Oh, this is totally a USA movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But the the hard R-ness of it wouldn't negate it from being on USA. And oh, the I feel like you have to have the... Actually, yeah. Yeah, that that just ele- it elevates it. It, it. it it gives it more stuff, like to mm. appreciate it. Wait, actually, so. I've got a so I I don't watch uh I don't have cable. Uh, do they have they sort of has the Overton window on what they'll they're willing to show on cable? Has it shifted since I was a kid? Like, would they show the Kung Lao chopping someone in half, starting with their dick death fly on USA Network now, or would that be like? All right, we gotta cut this movie down a little bit so that it'll play in Peoria. Well, I, I, I've I've cut out it, like cable two, um, but like on like IMDb network or on like you know a bunch of stuff that'll show like free movies mm-hmm. with ads. They show all of them. Oh, good for them! Boy, we, we've really come a long way. Yeah, we've, we've really we really have. We really have. <laughs> And, and and by coming a long way, do you think a movie like Army of Darkness would be made today? Ooh, absolutely yes. I, I think it would. I think Army of Darkness would be made today, and I'll tell you why. Um, Bruce Campbell is here, and the thing is that uh, Army of Darkness uh, rests on Bruce Campbell's ability to carry that movie, and on on his beautiful, beautiful chin. And there is room enough on that chin for an entire movie, like. Army of Darkness uh, is Sam Raimi being 100% on his bullshit in a way I, I really, really appreciate. I, I, I could not agree with more. Yeah. Nope, I agree. Yeah. I watched this yesterday for the first time in, God, 15 years. Nice. And Another Tucker I, Anderson movie. Yep. We watched this over at yep. his house. Yep. I remember that. Um, he, uh, what's weird to me is, as an adult, this is even scarier because the slapstick nature of it adds this level of like of unsettling terror towards the whole thing that makes it even creepier mm-hmm. for me. Completely. I it's almost the, yes. the the fact that it's got the slapstick with horror which first of all um I feel like horror and comedy uh, and you know you heard it here last like this is the least controversial statement in the world mm-hmm. but horror horror and comedy have always had like a natural simpatico because it's about like tension and release like you can't you know, for example, like the the first Evil Dead movie, which I would go to the mat for being better than Evil Dead Two. Um, Agreed. <laughs> I think you know that one is way more horror with like sort of uh, comedy. I mean, obviously it's funny because it's Sam Raimi. I feel like Army of Darkness is Sam Raimi just being like, no, 
This is funny. And not only is it funny, Bruce Campbell is going to taunt another Bruce Campbell. He's going to do little dances. There's a skeleton playing a fucking bone flute, which right after I say that, it sounds like a blowjob joke. You've got... The thing is that Bruce Campbell... Uh, no, you know, if you if you take a line reading, like, you know, Hail to the King Baby or whatever, it does not work with anyone but Bruce Campbell. But he, like, rolls a nat... Right. He rolls nat 20s on his fucking charisma checks just 100% of the time. Well, is, I, this is Bruce Campbell at his most Bruce yes. Campbell. Yeah. Right. And it, 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 the whole whole movie experience was if you gave a kid that was out in his backyard mm-hmm. and was playing with his parents' video camera <laughs> and making a silly, stupid movie, $100 million to go make a movie that... I know it's not... Like that was the budget, but like, <laughs> go make an actual movie, mm-hmm. but like, don't change anything. Yeah, I mean, it's all like, yeah. Have, have the sensibility mm-hmm. of a child making a movie with the wonderment of that that experience, and like working with actors and working with costumes and sets. Like, holy, like, it it, it the whole thing felt like, and 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 this is what I think is Sam Raimi's charm is. It's almost like he shouldn't be there. Yeah, that's a really good right. Like it's almost like you know, like people like gave him money to do this, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go make a movie then." <laughs> and <laughs> it's 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 like almost it's got like a, a mild Mel Brooks quality to someone who absolutely loves mm-hmm. film, right? And that that that's the best way I can think of it, is he loves film and movies and fiction. And he gets to make the ones that he wants to make and see that and see, and it just so happens that because he has such a, I don't want to say devotion, but he has such a reverence for the media. That's a medium, that, that, that's that, that's the word for it, reverence. Yeah, reverence. He has such a reverence for the medium that it comes across as something special. Yeah, completely. And I think it's yeah. I mean, you're spot on. And to your point, like the fact that he basically invented several film filmmaking techniques while making the first Evil Dead movie. I love so much that it's like the necessity yeah. is the mother of invention thing with like, okay, so I need to get mm-hmm. this fucking tracking shot. Uh, it's me and my three friends in the middle of fucking Michigan. We have roughly $20 between us. A couple of dentists invested in this movie. A that, right. <laughs> yeah, and, and just, you know, needing to be, you know, and then covering a fucking sawhorse with duct tape, slathering that with Vaseline and slapping a fucking camera on it. Uh, and I love so much that this, you know, scrappy little Michigan weirdo was then given the budget to basically play, you know, action figures with Bruce Campbell and an army of skeletons. Well, that, that's all it is. That you're 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 in your backyard playing action figures, and he does it with a reverence of "I'm making a movie. We're gonna have fun with this." And there's there's legit scary parts in this. Oh, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. now again. I agree with you that I, I prefer Evil Dead. Evil Dead is a legit, wonderful horror movie. Yeah, uh, like the, b- because it's simple and slapped together, and it's almost like the movie's going to fall apart, and you're almost scared for that. Like you know, well, you, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, right? Well, well, and it's also with you know the original Evil Dead. It's like because of the the lack of. Um, it makes me think of the fact that in the horror genre. You can get away with all kinds of outlandish shit because 
nobody's really it's kind of like with any you know sort of thing like comics or you know like if it's kind of a niche thing no one's really paying attention so you get to sort of go like okay i'm going to make this bizarre fucked up little movie and the fact that with limitations you know you've got like okay we we're not going to use that much fake blood let's use fucking milk to pop out of one of the deadites when they get busted open and it's just so goddamn upsetting but it's also I think it's kind of the gold standard for me with the mixture of funny and scary. And the fact that it's kind of funny makes it feel more like you've got a babysitter who's kind of drunk. And, you know, this movie doesn't have your best interests in mind necessarily. Right. And it's just, it's it's the feeling that you kind of can't manufacture. And I think there's a lot of modern horror movies with major studio backing that are trying to approximate the kind of forbidden feeling that horror is supposed to have, and it's just, you kind of can't fake it. Well, and also, like, to, to your, you, you mentioned this, like, horror, I feel like horror and comedy, they're, they butt up next to each other. And I can't tell you how many times that, like, things have gotten too scary for me, and I chuckle. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, and it's almost just like, I... I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to laugh because if I can't laugh right now, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and 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 that's what what this one what, what Army of Darkness really bleeds over into is that like here's a guy that is now in the Middle Ages mm-hmm. and he still has to fight the same deadites, but now he's in the Middle Ages. Well, I'm gonna be goofy <laughs> because fuck it. Yeah, because 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 what am I? What else am I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, and it's also you know the the thing with horror and comedy, which uh, I I don't know if y'all saw uh, Ryan Murphy of you know Glee and American Horror Story fame. Uh, couple, like, we started watching Pose uh, recently, which was incredible. I fucking love Pose. Uh, that, Ew, that shows, oh my god! I mean, obviously, it's so fucking good. It's magnificent. Um, it's it's the only show that I've seen so far that Ryan Murphy has not Ryan Murphyed, and I really appreciate it. Um, but you know, I remember years ago he was getting his ass lit up online because uh, this was while Scream Queens was coming out, and Ryan Murphy was like, "Yeah, you know, like we, we've we've invented." the horror comedy with this show and then it's also like yeah uh, abbott, mm. abbott and costello meet frankenstein have entered the chat like it, horror comedy <laughs> is as old as horror and comedy um but i mean well well mel, well well mel brooks like mel brooks made a universal monster movie it was just funny yeah yeah young frankenstein is That's yeah, all. yeah completely <laughs> um but i feel like horror comedy my my thing with it is army of darkness is the sweet spot of scary like if it's a horror comedy it's so easy to fuck up and get wrong uh and there's lots of really really bad horror comedies because what it is it has to either be very it either has to be genuinely scary or genuinely funny or ideally both in the case of like army of darkness and if it you know a lot of horror comedies are like we're gonna lampoon the genre but it's like you're preaching to the choir we know these tropes do something fucking interesting with them or leave my home immediately right uh, and it's just, it has to, you, you gotta pick at least one and nail it or else it's just a mouthful of mush. And luckily Sam Raimi, like, is coming from, again, like, it, I want to say childlike, but again, it, it this is a movie written by a child <laughs> and filmed by a child in the best way possible. Like, this was a very, like, this was the, the, the it, it's just so silly like you know, Bruce Campbell, who's who's a wonderful like 
one of the the best books I've ever read is if if chins could kill. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, like just like his, his him growing up in in the uh, the industry, and it's just like this hard scrabble. Like you know, we're we're making these movies because we want to entertain people and we want to like tell a story, and like there's no pretentiousness mm-hmm. with Sam Raimi. There's mm-hmm. no pretentiousness with with Army of Darkness. It's all about we're gonna scare you and we're gonna make you laugh and it's silly and it's gross. And it's this, and it's this, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like pure audience enjoyment, which, which which is refreshing. You know, you know, there's obviously there's some movies where you go into it knowing that it's going to make you think, and it's going to make you like question your status and question society and blah blah. blah Not blah, Army blah. of Darkness. That's, that's, <laughs> God no. This is you're going to laugh and kind of be creeped out. And be grossed out. And your friend. And this is and, a show. And, and your friend Bruce Campbell is there. And I mean, he, and your friend Bruce Campbell is there. And this is and a, a guy show. has a chainsaw hand and cuts ch- and mugs at the camera. And this is my time. boomstick. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Like, yeah, your friend with the chainsaw hand and the funny lines is here. Um, and I think <sighs> Bruce Campbell is somebody who I never feel like he's condescending to the movie he's in. Um, no, nope. Like, he is, listen, if it's Maniac Cop 2 and he's in it for 10 fucking minutes, he will throw himself into this. And I feel like there are actors who, in the twilight of their career, pull a William Shatner, and because the thing is that nerd culture loves uh, sort of people who, you know, you look around and you're like, oh, Jesus, you're still here? But Bruce Campbell has managed to be a fucking enduring, you know, presence in horror and in pop culture because he's in on the joke, but he's never a above it you know what i mean like if, he, if he's in but like, yes. he's in bubba you know, he's point. in bubba hotep as you know elvis maybe you know he's he, this is a guy who read the fucking assignment and he's never looking at the camera too much to be like but don't don't forget this isn't serious and this is stupid like yes of course it's stupid but he's bruce campbell and he's down for the fucking project that's why he's in it in the first place well he he bring brings you along with it right like you know he he allows you to suspend your disbelief where yeah, I've got a chainsaw hand, <laughs> or yeah, I, I I am maybe I'm Elvis. Yeah, listen, it's okay. Like listen, I, like li- I, I'm Bruce Campbell, and I'm fighting an army of tiny versions of myself and yelling London bridges <laughs> while trying to murder them, and then they put a nail in my foot. And if you're not ready to come along for that fucking party, just you, you know you've come. Then why the fuck did you pay for the ticket? Yeah, you've come to the wrong <laughs> like, movie, motherfucker. Like why, what? I, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, no, the, the, and, and, and it's so funny to see a series of movies progress mm-hmm. because Evil Dead, yes, it would like you know it's a, it's a cheapo horror movie, but it, it's a legit scary, creepy horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's up there, like right, like it, it's one of those like really original, like it was shot weird. It was you know the it was just different. Yeah. And then Evil Dead Two gets way more Marx Brothers E yeah. and Three Stooges E, and then the third one's this medieval epic, right? And then there's a TV show, it's just which which, so which rules by the way. Ash weird, yes, yes, it really does. It is a perfect greasy. Yeah, and, and Luke, like you, oh, and, and Luke, you're not a a, a big fan of um, very very scary horror. I think usually, right? Correct, and I, I'm. And it's it's funny because considering that I was, I've been thinking about this, 
if you're going to have a zombie invasion or a zombie apocalypse or anything like that, the absolute worst one you could ever have would be the Deadites because they're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of them is an yeah, asshole. That's a great fucking point. Right. Like yeah. this is this is like the question of like, would you rather be killed by Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees? And it's like, look, Jason Voorhees because he'd put my head through a fucking tree and that would be the end of it. Like he wouldn't be, be done. like cracking wise at me the whole time. And like Deadites, that's well, well Fr- Freddy Krueger makes me into a sausage pizza. And then eats me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want the soul, that. The soul pizza. I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, like, Luke, you're totally right. Like, the Deadites, that first movie, so much of it, which, by the way, I, I love, is uh, just the Deadites mocking Bruce Campbell through the mouth of his dead girlfriend and just being like, save I, me, mm-hmm. Ash. <laughs> and it's just so mean-spirited. Ah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, because I, I I think I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, Lucas, I, I'm more the horror fan. Absolutely. I have too active of an imagination. Like as I was, as I've said, like I had to take my TV out of my room after I saw the ring. I just couldn't stand having that thing mm-hmm. in there. But well, but it's a gateway. Such a, it's a gateway. Yeah. There's <laughs> but the 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 cost of admission for Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness is so much mm-hmm. lower because of the slapstick. It is both funnier and scarier because yeah. Of it. That's a great point. Like, I think like the ring, that's going to kind of, you know, it's more cerebral. It's going to kind of nestle into your brain. You're going to be thinking about that. It's almost like the, like Sam Raimi's horror sensibilities don't kind of give you time to get sort of in your head about it because it's like, look, you're at the fun picture show. There's a scary demon just going for it. Like it's, it's a different kind of scary, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of a different kind of scary, our last movie. Which is possibly the most, yeah, the most perfect movie ever made, 1999's The Mummy. God damn, I love this movie. Um, The Mummy is the mu- yeah. Can, can we can we just like just like I apologize for listeners because I I have a feeling that the gushiness for this movie. It's going to be pretty hot. I mean, it's going to be the th- it's, it's going to be the three of us going love this movie. Yep, love it. Fucking great. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's going to be that. <laughs> well, and, and this movie is also great because I'm thinking about like first of all, 1999. Uh, I think canonically the best year for movies on record. And I think the movie The Mummy is incredible for like a lot of reasons, but also because it manages to, I don't know, uh, to your point about like Sunday afternoon movies. This is the goddamned gold standard in. Sorry, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna leave for I was gonna leave for a work function, but the mummy came on fucking TV, and I'm sorry, I'm not going anywhere for the next hour. Yeah, <laughs> we watched this on Christmas. Yes, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- this, this is this may be our new Christmas tradition. This is a wonderful movie, and, and it's exciting, and it's funny, and it's kind of scary. And it's fantastical, and it's it's adventurous. It's like every cool adjective you could think of for a late '90s like mainstream movie. It, it's funny how like this one really has stood the test of time. Uh, it's um, single. It really has. It's single handedly responsible for everybody in roughly our age bracket being bisexual. Uh, between Rachel Weisz <laughs> and Brendan Fraser in these roles. Uh, and Oded oh. Fair and Oded Fair, yeah, absolutely brain destroyingly hot. And Dis- it is distractingly pretty the amount of people in this. They movie. really crammed as many hot people into a movie as possible, which I got to tell you, I, I really appreciate. 
Um, the, the the other thing that I love about this movie, I, I just I, I wish they would recast Rachel Weisz because you know she's not. I'm no no you take it back no no, no, no she's perfect that, that, she's perfect she's a li- she's a librarian a <laughs> that's a joke and oh, okay. she is oh, oh perfect I almost <laughs> my 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 face is my face is hot I'm yeah Oof. no yeah yeah absolutely like, she, Rachel, she is Ra- objectively Rachel like Rachel when Weiss. when when Vo- like when we redo Voyager mm-hmm. basically when we like when we send out the Voyager probes again it should be Brendan Fraser at this time. And Rachel Vice at this time, and that's what we send out into the void. Our erotic envoy like, to the stars. Yeah, I mean, like, well, and, here and, we and, are. And Brendan Fraser, we're ready. Come, come on, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> that's and then they're going to be so disappointed when they get here, and like, people, and it just like some reg, it's like some guy in like Akron, Ohio, is like, ah, I, I'm not Brendan Fraser. Um, so Bre- what's Brendan Fraser. Uh, well, wait a minute. He's just the voice in the robot guy. What's going on? It's it's a real letdown. <laughs> um, now, and and the thing is about this movie, I feel like, uh, and I'm I'm gonna say a thing and and see if it's true, right? Um, nobody since uh, nobody since Harrison Ford as Han Solo has been able to be a lovable rogue in the way that Brendan Fraser is able to be a lovable rogue as Rick. I think you're. Probably right. Yeah. Well, you're well, uh, on that one. Snake Plissken, maybe? Uh, no, no, because he's not lovable. <laughs> That's true. I would say, I would say, the only person that was better was Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Oh, sure. So he came, he came after Han Solo, but then up until this one, I think you're right. Like the, this was he, he was the perfect adventure hero, not, not an action hero adventure hero yeah yep and it's it's i mean everyone is i I don't know of anyone in our generation who hasn't seen Mm -hmm. this it's one of those weird cultural milestone films that we all saw independently of each other (laughs) and i don't know why because it doesn't it's i mean i grew up watching mst3k and i will and universal or like amc monster fest so i love old monster movies so that's probably why i saw it was i wanted to go see an old monster movie and got something completely different and better <laughs> i don't understand why the rest of you fuck yeah yeah i I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that it was just uh it was like everybody's parents were at the blockbuster at the time and just you know you know how people used to just kind of sight unseen rent a movie like my my mom would all the time just like oh i've i know nothing about this sure i'll bring home the pelican brief or whatever and like maybe this was just everybody <laughs> back in the day being like the mummy all right fuck it i'll rent it yeah yep. and i mean also, the effects in this movie, they don't need to be good, is the thing. And they, but they still are. <laughs> like, they still hold up a lot of the time, which is impressive for a movie that's 23 years yeah, old. Yeah. Side, side note, it's 23 years I'm old. so goddamn, I'm, I'm, I am ancient as, as you the You hush lover. your mouth. Uh, hush your mouth. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, the scarab bugs still hold up fucking beautifully. I think some of the best uh, body horror for this period, for, like, little babies going to see the movie show like bugs crawling underneath somebody's skin while they scream in horror and pain now we're off to the fucking yeah. races that, excellent that's i i think honestly at its heart though it's why i love the shows i love and i'm going to go a little tangent right quick mm-hmm. and i'll bring us right back Dragon. lost is my favorite tv show ever and it wasn't because of the mysteries that they were bringing forth every episode mm-hmm. it was i really like the characters i wanted them to be okay at the end oh yeah 
I wanted them to make it. And and when they didn't, that that upset me. Mm-hmm. So like when when Charlie dies. And oh, the with, bon- with the palm and the water. Alert. That's yeah. Poor Charlie. That sucked. That sucked. You're right. You know, and so it wasn't a perfect show, but I I really loved the characters, and it really sucked me in with them. Yeah, of course. Same thing with the X Files. Love Mulder and Scully. Oh, yeah. I would watch them. Yep. Just wander off into the distance. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I I'll watch them. So Mulder this... and Scully at a walk. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I don't I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll I'll watch them do whatever they they want to do. Scully, you ever heard about the Waffle House alien? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Mulder. <laughs> but this movie was a fun action hero, a silly sidekick, a great female lead that had agency and like was smart and did her own thing. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a melding of it was like a bringing up baby. Oh yeah. Kind of thing meshed with an action movie, meshed with a universal monster movie. But I just cared about all these characters so much that I'm like it hooked me so quick that like, okay, I'll follow you wherever you want me to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that's what I keep responding to. Like, you know, the you know, the CGI, like all the the, the effects and the action sequences were great, but I really liked Brendan Fraser. <laughs> he was charming. I, re- I really liked the the drunk not the brother or the brother-in-law or whatever. Oh, being like being the, being oh, the like, drunk gay brother. Glenn Livet. Oh. Being and the drunk gay like, brother, I really like... appreciate the uh, the representation here. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's so important. Um, I liked him, and I, I like Rachel Weisz. Is like you know she's the prissy, you know, academic, but like she gets hers too. Like I don't know. Like the characters were like they're very broad, but they you get them really quick. Mm-hmm. And if you get them really quick, I, that was awesome. Something that I, I really appreciate that, that ties into, as you said, the lovable rogue, Han Solo, we don't see Brendan Fraser's character for a good chunk of the movie. Ooh. Like, he shows up maybe 20, 25 minutes in, and it's the same thing with Han Solo. It takes Han Solo, I, I want to say, a good 40 minutes before we before we see him in the original Damn, that's a that's a great fucking point. And it... it it doesn't build up to it because if you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know that that's going to that you're going to get your your all star performance from Brendan Fraser. But it does take time to build to our, our erstwhile hero. Yeah, you're totally right. And I mean, and with Rick, I think it's the fact that he gets to be sort of the you know the reluctant hero uh, because you know at the top of this movie he looks like his character in the movie Airheads, which by the way I also imprinted on as a. As a small as a small queer child uh, watching uh, movies, which on is cable. a wonderful movie. Oh yeah, which by the way, a thing. Yep. Uh, total side note here: it blows my goddamn mind that Steve Buscemi did uh, Reservoir Dogs before he did Airheads as the bass player. I love that's a that's a that's a what? that's a goddamn journeyman actor right there, being like, yeah. So I, I you know mm-hmm. played Mr. Pink. Uh, yeah, I'll play a weird frog-eyed bassist in a bad metal band. Like he's just down. And I appreciate that. Wow, Lone Ranger. And then now he, he's just Adam, Adam Sandler movies, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and Brendan Fraser in this movie, like he's, uh, just he's pitch fucking perfect in this role. And I think I'm first of all very very pleased by the uh, the Fraser Renaissance in the last couple of years because of how fucking tragically that guy got like railroaded out of Hollywood because of you know abuse by you know an executive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 
it you know what it warms my rotten little heart so much that brandon fraser like got choked up when he realized recently that like wait a minute everybody's like there was such a huge outpouring of like god everybody's really fucking glad to see me i've been hanging out with horses and keeping my head down for the last like 15 years and everybody's i don't know i just i i want that guy to have all the goddamn happiness in the world absolutely i i could not agree with you more like he he just seems like a genuinely wonderful person Mm -hmm. And I feel like that that comes across in his performance, and you know it. That, now, um, have you seen Doom Patrol? I haven't seen Doom Patrol. I've heard he's great on it. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. Although, uh, that, uh, like other other Brendan Fraser property I watched recently for the first time was uh, Bedazzled. Um, listen, there the, nice. the, 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 main, the mainstream media is not going to the the mainstream media is not going to tell you this. That movie fucking rules. That movie's fucking great. Um, I was not expecting good things. The dazzled, yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, so the mummy. I don't know. Like, I feel like you kind of couldn't have had like a Pirates of the Caribbean a couple of years later without yep. an adventure movie like the Mummy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's weird that we don't get more of them. We don't get more Indiana Jones, the mummies, the parts of the caribbean we don't get more of these properties that just show up and i mean i could be completely wrong and i just am looking in the wrong spots have you not seen tom cruise's the mummy i played the tom cruise mummy (laughs) tie-in video game which is so much fucking better than it has any right to be that is fantastic because it's actually it's not it's not just like good for a tie-in video game or good for tom cruise's the mummy (laughs) tie-in video game it's actually good oh fantastic this is I, I haven't seen Tom Cruise's The Mummy, but I did see the accidentally released uh, two minute trailer with raw audio, which for me, listen, I'm, I'm yep. pretty much okay. I've seen the best thing. I've seen the best iteration of this that I can watch. I'm fucking fine. Because you have. Mm-hmm. Because I unfortunately saw the whole oh, thing. Oh my condolences! And the whole time I'm thinking, man. I really wish I was watching the Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and and I really wish I was watching The Mummy Returns. Right. With Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Which is just as good, if not a little bit better. I gotta see I haven't I haven't seen The Mummy Returns in ages. Uh, so I need to Oof, I need to I need to bone up. Great. I need to go back. A thing I also appreciate. It, it, is... it is a solid, solid like for a se- yeah. sequel, like solid is- sequel, like you know, you know the uh, it, it's like Die Hard, Die Hard Two, Die Hard's clearly the superior picture. Die Hard Two is still pretty good, mm-hmm. and it's really a good sequel, and that's what Mummy Returns is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was I hadn't seen in a long time, and you know, I was like, oh, I'll go watch the the Mummy, whatever. It it's just a fun action movie. Like, it, it just so, it like, there's so many movies that come out now that you feel like they have to have a twist and a turn, and they have to have a this and a this. Mm-hmm. It was refreshing just to see a fun movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, just a, I, I, I'm enjoying this from start to finish. This was great. Um, that, w- that was refreshing. Hell, yeah. So... So now comes the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Oh, the ranking portion. Yes, yes. Which, 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 Lillian, I, the, these three, Lucas and I talked about this earlier, like, these are at the, at least top half of the movies we've watched. 
Because because yeah. we have watched yeah. some garbage. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I've, I've I've scrolled down a bit, and uh, y'all are doing the Lord's work here. I really appreciate it. So, so the movies that we watch at least are like at least in the top half. You, like we, this was probably one absolutely. of the better weeks of movie. You've, watching. you've watched Aragon. You've you've served your nickel. I feel. Whew. <laughs> Whew. Whew. And yet, it, and yet, Aragon was better than Lord of the Elves. <laughs> Never seen Lord of the Elves, but it looks uh, exquisitely shitty. Do Do you want to be profoundly uncomfortable the entire oh, always, time? Yeah. Yeah, then watch Lord of the Elms, because it is uncomfortable to, to the nth degree. Is that the Indonesian midget movie? Yes. Great. Hotching, hotching. Yeah. Yep, that's the word for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say the worst of these three, and I say worst just because that's the only, the least good of the three is probably Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I feel I, I feel yeah. I feel confident cuz for me, yep. yeah. Well, well actually I don't I don't want to interrupt. Why what what's your what's your reason for this? Um because Army of Darkness is a um has great practical effects, ha- looks interesting, has Bruce Campbell and, and more Army joy. Per- and more joy. And The Mummy is a perfect movie. Yeah. Shit, that's yeah, beautifully illustrated. I mean, and yeah, and to your point, like those other t- like the Mummy and Army of Darkness have a fucking clarity of purpose. I think with what they want to do, that Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one is, you know, like like we said, kind of straddling between being a serious movie about the fighty ninja guys and also just being a fucking video game. So yeah, I totally agree. So what is what is your ceiling? What is what is your ceiling? All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what mine is. It is uh, the fifth element at number six. Uh, oh wait, wait. We're, sorry, we're doing Mortal Kombat. Oh, scrolling down a bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're yeah. Like, we're, what the we're, hell I will are you tell on? you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Whoa, whoa. So looking <laughs> looking down the list at number twenty five, I will listen. Y- y'all listen to me. I will be cold in my goddamn grave before I put Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one underneath Bright. Uh, on on Netflix, because uh, I mean, Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one gave me moments of joy, and the I think Bright is I think one of the grumpiest times I've ever had watching a, a movie. Uh, so I feel like I want to put it above Bright. What do y'all think? I could put it bef- above Bright and before Monster Squad, or like in, in yeah, between. I'm down with that. Yep, hard agree. Because yeah, I feel like it's better than Bright, but like Monster Squad, and I don't know if it's just fucking nostalgia or how many times I've seen Monster Squad, uh, or the fact that I'm Shane Black trash. <clears throat> but so yeah, <laughs> I was not on here for that episode, and I am really upset that it's that low mm-hmm. because I fucking <laughs> love that movie, and it's so got there. Nice. I I can't tell you how many times this little line pops in my head. It's when Rudy. The guy with like the motorcycle jacket, and like you know he's cool guy, mm-hmm. and he's like stalking off like, hey Rudy, like I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? <laughs> like that plays in my head for an unreasonable amount of times in my life. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? You know, like you know it it, sh- it should not play in my head when I go up to the grocery store clerk. <laughs> But it does. <laughs> that's that's a good line to have stuck in your head. The, the one that's always like, stuck in the, the one that sticks in I'm my head for Monster Squad. Club, am I? <laughs> oh yeah, 
the, the thing that sticks in my head for Monster Squad is the bit where Dracula holds up a four-year-old toddler and says to this child, give me the amulet, you bitch. You bitch. <laughs> to a toddler. Oh, God, I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie. So, yeah, which, so I feel... Which I, I, feel like, I have always wondered, like, these child actors... What do you grow up into well, you go to therapy. after a grown man's yelled at you like that? Or after watching it as an adult, like the you know, the the nineties yeah, miniseries. Yeah. It, it it's not a it's not really great. The great thing is Tim Curry. Like yeah. Tim Curry's performance mm-hmm. is what everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. Like I would be absolutely terrified. Like that is a, a, a clear like child abuse being around that man uh-huh. <laughs> dressed up as a clown that's trying to eat me. Yeah, you're going to have a, that's how you give a child actor a complex, I feel. Um, yes. Well, I, I just I love that in Monster Squad, he the guy playing Dracula, he refused to do more than one take. <laughs> like he said, "Nope, I'm doing this once." And then I'm going to spend the rest of the production being her friend. I love that. Honestly, it makes me think of the fact that um, Drew Barrymore, uh, apparently Steven Spielberg is lovely to kids that he works with. And apparently Drew Barrymore, after you know mm-hmm. working on E.T., went to do another movie. And then the director was like, oh, shit, you worked with Steven Spielberg. You actually expect to be treated well. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Meeting a jerk. Yeah. Uh, um, so, <laughs> all right. So we're putting, what was it? Mortal Kombat 2021 between Monster Squad and mm-hmm. Bright. Deal. Cool. What's the one right. that we thought was the second best that we watched? Ugh. And there's the grenade the that I've left into the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that I'm I know that I'm picking one of my beautiful children above the other. I think in second place I'm going with Army of T- t- tell, tell us, Meryl. <laughs> which one do you want to pick? <laughs> I feel like I'm going with Army of Darkness as the as the second place movie. I agree. I, I would agree with that. I, yeah, yeah. It uh, it grieves me to to do to do my beautiful husband uh, Bruce Campbell this way, but I feel I feel confident with that. Um, I feel like, uh, okay. So here's here's what here's what's up for me. Uh, at number um, six, we have the Fifth Element. Which do we think is better, the Fifth Element or uh, Army of Darkness? Fifth Element. <laughs> yep. No hesitation. <laughs> though I I that was, that was I quick. that was very quick. I Army of Darkness has a doesn't have the same clarity of purpose, mm-hmm. and Army of Darkness has its own clarity of purpose that it's trying to do. But the fifth element is Luc Besson at his Luc his Luc most. <laughs> um, it is uh, he he's been waiting for that. All night, mm-hmm. hell yeah! And because Something of that, like I that, have to yeah. agree with him. <laughs> no, it's it is a it is the best Final Fantasy movie we'll ever get. It is this incredible piece of of popcorn fiction that's incredible. Yeah, and I think it's better than Army of Darkness for that reason. Because I'm gonna pick if I'm gonna pick the two, Friday Night Test, Fifth Element is over Army of Darkness every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Completely agree. Um, what? Uh, what do you, uh, Lars? What do you think? No, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like, yeah. That, I mean, Army of Darkness is. I mean, how much is, of this is? It's Army of Darkness. We're nerds. <laughs> we have to like this movie, right? Like yeah. you know, it, it, it's Sam Raimi. Like you know, he he's wonderful, and I feel like if you don't have an appreciation for 
Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell or these movies, it's not going to get like the nod. Mm-hmm. But because we do, I, I agree with Lucas. Fifth Element, I would put above yeah. Army of Darkness. I would put it above... I put it right below it because mm-hmm. my, my, my feeling with once we get up to like the, you know, the top, top 20, they're all great. So then yeah. it, it, so then it's like rewatchability for me. Mm-hmm. For sure. And mm-hmm. I would watch Army of Darkness before Klaus, even though I love Klaus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would rewatch it again before that one. Yeah. Klaus is delightful. I think I would. But you know, that. but you know what Klaus doesn't have is uh, Chris Tucker is Ruby Rod, which is really, really <laughs> crucial to, I mean, it's, it's my primary complaint about every movie is that like, which is crucial for every movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my main complaint is like, <laughs> this is nothing like the fifth element. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I, I think, uh, yeah. Army of darkness. Saving private Ryan. Was it a wonderful movie? <laughs> But the fact that Ruby Rod wasn't there, they they had green berets, but they weren't super green. So fuck off. I mean, that's, but they weren't. Super um, <laughs> but yeah. So I think. Uh, but yeah, I think Army of Darkness. Uh, you know, for me, I'm. I'm, sorry, I'm I love that you keep talking. That's amazing. Um, oh, that, that's so good. Uh, I, I think you know, uh. like Klaus. I mean, even if it's like Christmas, I, I mean, because like I, re- I also really, really enjoyed Klaus. Uh, I watched it with uh, my nieces. Yeah, it was um, beautiful. great fucking movie. But yeah, between that, I'm going with uh, Army of Darkness. But Fifth Element, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel comfortable sandwiching uh, Army of Darkness between uh, those two at number uh, the new number seven. Yep. But then here's I the problem because we I think agree that Mummy's better than Army of Darkness. Yep, and I'm looking at the top, and I'm trying to figure out where, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's better than Stardust. It is. I've never actually seen, I've never yeah. actually seen Stardust. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking y'all on. Oh, oh I've heard nothing, so heard nothing good. but great things. Oh, it, it is a wonderful movie. It is our generation's Princess Bride. Get out of town! Yeah, you, you, are you shitting me? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I guess yeah. I gotta watch Stardust. It's that level. Well. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I would agree with you. Well, I mean, I, because th- yep, that would be, I would agree with you. Uh, any, any generation's uh, Princess Bride, uh, which I can't help but notice is not on this uh, is not on this list. Haven't yeah. gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, nope. the problem is you'd have to have necessarily a new number one. Uh, but I, yeah, I feel <laughs> like, it, you know, I'd be hard pressed to put any generation's Princess Bride below anything. So I feel like that's that's a good cap for, for the mummy, at least. Yeah, yeah I, if, I if you're comparing Stardust to The Princess Bride, I'd say Stardust Mummy. Mm-hmm. But right below Stardust is Excalibur, which I fucking love that movie. It's so good. That was a hard one because we 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 had to go back and forth to get anything above Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was tough. That was really mm-hmm. tough. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My. So I'm thinking it's right there. It's either above or below Stardust, and I I'm thinking it's more. In, I think I'm gonna. Well, well no, 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 Stardust. no. Well, I mean, okay, we have to do this like civilized people. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, definitely. Okay. Uh, so I mean, and, 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 and it's rock paper scissors. So mm-hmm. me and you, Lucas. <laughs> this is how. All right. This is how all like from the expanse. To Game of Thrones, to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, everything should be decided by rock, paper, scissors. Okay. 
Above or um, below Stardust. Lillian, have you watched The Expanse? Oh, yeah, I fucking love The Expanse, yeah. It's it is. I have not seen an episode. Oh man! Oh, look, it's look so you 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 specifically. Good. It's it's God. it's really really fucking great. I think you would love it. I've heard I I have heard nothing but good things. I just have so little time. Agree. Yeah, I mean my, I like they're. I, I love I love Amos. Amos is my favorite character. He is wonderful. Yeah. Um, really, it's just yeah. It's one of those shows that like. I, I again, Lucas. Well, I'll be one of like twenty people this week being like, with the three seconds you have not at work, you should you know devote time to. Four watch seasons the, of the show, but watch the expanse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just cram that in there. But it. So I'm I'm doing a rewatch. I watched all everything up until season six. I'm watching it all again to go finish season six. Fuck yeah, it's wonderful. So blah blah blah. I don't want to hear anything. Um, me and you, Lucas, best out of three, and then you're all right playing. So above, I above Stardust. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll choose. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. One, two, three. Shoot. Three. Right. Smash. One. All right. One, One two, two three. three. Shoot. Shoot. Smash. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. So, Sental- for, so, this, so for, the, for those listening, conference. that was a rock crashing scissors and then a... Scissors being crashed by rock. A timeless conflict. So now we're all tied up. One, One two, two, three. three. Detention. Shoot. Okay. All right. So now me, me and okay. Lillian. All right. I lost. Very good. I can't see any. I can't see you. So. Ah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah that was wait. a rock. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rock. Uh, all right, I'll tell you what then. Uh, Luke, uh, pick uh, a number between uh, 1 and 10. Got it. All right. Uh, Lars, your guess? Oh, uh, 7. Uh, 3, I'm going to guess. All right. Number was 6. All right, well, there we go. So, Lars, where does where does the mummy go? <laughs> I think the mummy goes below Stardust. Okay. I'm down with that. I can live with that. But above Excalibur? Yes. Oh, but above Excalibur. Excellent. God damn. Wow. I feel I feel excited that this is the the podcast that I'm guessing on and that, you know top top fucking 5 material. Very very good. Yeah, you 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 you're yeah. you're Hell yeah. You're here for some history. So <laughs> extremely excited. So yeah, so yeah, so the new the new number 4 is uh yeah, the mummy. And which by the way, I, I feel that the mummy should be like uh, issued to every every American like everybody should just have a copy of it on like standard DVD like not even it's just so fun. It's yeah. just a fun movie. Yeah. Every home should just come furnished with a, a standard death movie of, of the movie. That's, that's my that's my decision. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's what the government should have issued. Like, here's your COVID test, and here's your copy of The Mummy. Enjoy your weekend. And what's the point of a government like, not to specifically provide The Mummy on DVD to every <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to live in that country. I don't, I don't want to live there. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um... We've done good good work here tonight, um, Lucas. Where can uh, where can folks uh, where can folks find us? We can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Sword in Boardcast, and on basically every streaming podcast service there is Stitcher and Spotify and Podbean and anything possible. If you've got something that you want us to be on, drop us a line at either one of those accounts. Uh, Lillian, where can we find? Uh, anybody who wants to find me can find me on uh, Twitter at Here Lies Lil with two L's. 
Uh, also, my Tumblr is Here Lies Lil. I'm on uh, SoundCloud. Obviously, Rank and Vile, my uh, podcast that I do with my buddy Quincy. Uh, we're over on Twitter at Rank and Vile Cast. And uh, yeah, pretty much everywhere uh, podcasts can be downloaded and uh, enjoyed by. <laughs> Um, our, who does that? Who does that uh, incredible uh, theme music we have? Ah, uh, some fucking some schmuck. Uh, I, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'm also on, I'm also on SoundCloud. If you uh, if anybody wants to commission me for podcast themes, uh, but yeah, so yeah, you can. If anybody wants, you can uh, go uh, go hit me up on uh, Twitter. Awesome. And our artwork is by the wonderful Wes Forbes. Um, he is currently out on tour with his band, The Menders. Go check them out. Um, Please send us new movies to go uh, go watch, uh, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time.